Hi, everybody. We're back with another episode of Rock Talk, the podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Krieger, Communications Director. Today is going to be fun and interesting. I'm joined by Rodney Jenny. Rodney is the Executive Vice President of the Construction Division. He's been with the company 15 years, which we just saw in the milestone section of one of our latest newsletters. He and I are sitting on a picnic bench outside. We both have our masks and we're following the COVID-19 protocols. Welcome, Rodney, and uh, thanks for taking time today. Oh, happy to be here. We're going to jump right into the conversation because there's a lot to cover today. And the big reason I asked Rodney to take some time for the podcast is because the construction team just won the biggest job in the company's history. And it would be great for everyone to hear some details about that work and what's involved for Granite Rock and our people. To get the ball rolling, the job we're talking about is a $200 million joint venture at SFO with DeSilva Gates. DeSilva Gates and Granite Rock have worked together many times in the past years, even decades, and when they come together for a joint venture, they form a different company called Golden Gate Constructors. First off, Rodney, congratulations to your team. This is a huge accomplishment and a milestone for the company. Let's start with the project scope. What exactly will Granite Rock be doing at SFO under this contract? Well, thanks, Shanna. We're putting the dream team back together. You know, our first experience with De Silva Gates was on a job up at SFO where we teamed and built the runway safety area project, the RSA job back in 2014. Since then, we've, we've done a number of jobs up there, um, but this job will largely be an airfield improvement program. The actual name of the job is SFO Airfield Improvement Program. 2020, 2021. And what's been happening up at SFO is they've been doing all this work on terminals. They've been building, rebuilding all of this vertical stuff. And so they're doing a program up there that is, gosh, I'll, I'll probably get these numbers wrong, but it's something like a $25 billion program over 20 years. And they kind of got a little bit behind on their airfield maintenance. When they realized what was happening, they decided, oh gosh, we have to get a package together and actually start getting these things caught back up. And so instead of bidding one project in a traditional way at a time, they took three projects together, two taxiways and a runway, bundled them all up into this one project. And that's why it's, it's such a large job. But it's going to be all the same kind of work we normally do, you know, grading and paving and CTB and storm drain bunch of asphalt. I think there's 250,000 tons of asphalt or something like that. Obviously, just the size uh, and the price tag on this project is remarkable, but what makes this project different from other work that we've done at SFO? Well, the, the key thing and, and the aspect of this job that I'm actually the most excited about is um, SFO used this process for this contract called CMGC, Construction Manager General Contractor. In the old days, you know, if you back up, you know, many, many years ago, kind of even the way California Public Contract Code is written, it's all based on this oppositional nature of the relationship between an owner and a contractor. So the old way of doing things is the owner hires a designer, or maybe they design it themselves, but they decide what they want to build. They design a set of plans and specs, then they put it out to bid. Then they take public bids, they open those bids publicly, and whoever the lowest bidder is that meets all of the requirements is awarded the job. And the thinking of that process is that they want to use the public's money wisely. 
They want to be careful and make sure that they're not paying more money for something that they could get for less money. You know, they want to do a good job managing taxpayers' money. The problem with that approach is as soon as you start building those jobs, you figure out that what the plan said was different than what you actually find in the field, or maybe there's errors in the plans, or maybe the contractor has this really great idea about switching the job all around that doesn't match the way it's designed, and they'd like to do things different. And, and the end result of that traditional process is contractors just battle with owners and there's claims and lawsuits and you know the other long-term consequence of that is contractors have a bad reputation even though we're not bad people and that bad reputation comes from that very tension that's inherent in that traditional contracting method what's really exciting to me is this CMGC process the way it works is the owner hires a designer, maybe they use their own people, but they get the design some part way done. They kind of get it started and they get most of the, the big pieces of it figured out. And then before they finish the rest of the design, they hire a CMGC firm. They put out a request for a proposal and they get proposals from various companies that want to jump in and, and do this work and they evaluate each of those proposals and they score all of the different parts and pieces and whoever gets the highest score, part of it is technical, part of it is your history, part of it is your approach to the work and then part of it is your price. But the price is only a portion of the total package. So this way they do what they call a best value proposal. They pick the highest scoring proposer and that is the winning CMGC contractor. Then they bring those key personnel from the CMGC firm and they incorporate them into the owner's team with the designers. And then we as the CMGC contractor get to sit right shoulder to shoulder with them as they're finishing the design. We, we look at what they're doing and say, oh, no, 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 don't phase it this way. We could combine these two phases and do this and together or we have all of these ideas. We get all those good ideas that we bring to the job to help the designers figure out how to design more efficient, lower cost project. So it actually gets everybody interested in the same goals. It aligns everybody's goals. And then you, you build the job as one great big team. We're laughing because we're sitting under an oak tree and these oak galls are falling down on the table. That was loud. <laughs> it was. So that's, that CMGC thing is the thing that's so totally different about this job. There's a portion of the construction market that's moving in this direction. Even Caltrans has got a, a big CMGC program. They don't do it on every job, but there are more and more of these types of jobs. And the only way to score more points than the other proposer is if you can turn a future proposal in that says, oh, yeah, we've done CMGC, and you can reference other successful projects. This is our first CMGC job, so we would have difficulty winning one of those jobs with Caltrans, but this will give us something to point to, and it starts to open the door to that market for us. What kind of resources do you see this project taking? We're talking manpower, materials, equipment. Uh, will other jobs be impacted by this? Before we dive into the resource, let's talk a little bit about schedule. It's a good thing, but there'll be very little of this work that'll actually happen in 2020. Um, almost all of this work will shift over into 2021. That said, you know, we're going to do $20 million a month. 
in order to get this job going after we get ramped up in 2021. So we'll need a team of people up there to support that kind of a volume. And then, you know, there'll be all of the typical stuff that we normally do. A lot of grinding. The design's not done, so there's a whole bunch of things we don't really know for sure. But uh, we have a kind of the general order and magnitude. And we know basically which types of work we're going to be doing. I understand the COVID-19 pandemic plays a role in the airport's strategy to get this work done. Can you explain that a little bit? When the pandemic happened and air travel declined, we've all seen in the news how badly the airlines are getting hurt by the reduced air traffic. Um, If you're running an airport, what you're looking at is very, very much lower number of airplanes coming and going. I think Terry Tuggy, one of our area managers, was up at the airport the other day, and he said 25 minutes between planes landing at SFO. And they have four runways, and normally those four runways are clicking a few minutes between planes on every runway. And now it's so slow up there that SFO looked at that and said, well, it's a disaster as far as gate fees goes and as far as revenue from all the concessions inside of the airport. They're looking at a revenue model, which is getting badly hurt like everything else. But at the same time, they knew they were behind on airfield maintenance and they had a chunk of FAA money. And so they said, boy, let's hurry up and take advantage of this low air travel time frame and let's get this done as quickly as possible. So we don't have to close runways at a time when, when it would cause a, an inconvenience for the airlines. Granite Rock has worked at the airport, at this airport, uh, a lot in the past, like we've talked about. And so our team is comfortable. We've had the same team there many times. What do you see as the key or critical issue for the success of this job? Well, in order to make the job successful, the key thing is to seamlessly incorporate our joint venture team into the airport's team so that we all work arm in arm with the airport and get this job done in a way that meets all of their goals. That's kind of the job level key important thing. If you back up one step from that and you think about how it benefits Granite Rock the best, we we talked a little bit about having a CMGC job on our resume. That's important. But more important really would be exposure by some of our key people to having built a CMGC job. So not only does the company have to have experience doing it, but the individuals that we might use on a future CMGC job need to have that on their resume also. So we're going to think carefully about who it is that goes up there. We'll need a core group of familiar faces that the airport knows, but then we're going to have to supplement. You know, there's not enough of the people that we normally use to build this big job. We're going to have to supplement with other folks, and we'll have to think carefully about which other people want to go up there to do that and how it could help grow somebody's career. You know, it's an opportunity for Granite Rock, but it's also an opportunity for the people that want to go and do it. Those big jobs like that, they just have this pace and this pulse That's just so exciting. You can feel it when you walk onto one of those big jobs. It's a neat thing about construction. So it's one of the things I'm excited about. Before we let you go, we want to have a little bit of fun and we're going to put you in the hot seat. And we're doing this to kind of get to know people around the company in a, in a personal way, to get to know the people at The Rock. So we've got five rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. 
Okay. Just used to being in the hot seat. First one, first one. Last Amazon purchase. Oh, I bought mineral spirits because I'm finishing a nine-foot-long walnut table in my wood shop downstairs, and I needed to thin the polyurethane finish with mineral spirits in order to get the final coat of finish on it. Favorite app? Favorite app? Man, I'm not sure I even have a favorite app. Uh, my Rock Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we we know what Shanna's favorite app is. <laughs> eat at home or at a restaurant? Um, eat at home in our own backyard. Your first job? My first job, I worked on a farm in Western Washington. Your favorite travel experience, and that can be city or country. Um, well, my favorite travel experience was going to Turkey. I went to Turkey in 2014, and we toured all around Istanbul, and we saw a lot of the neat things in Istanbul, and then we went way, way out into the country in Turkey to these little tiny villages that were might as well have been on another planet compared to Istanbul. It was fabulous. That is awesome. All right, Rodney. Well, thanks for taking the time. And also thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to share Rock Talk, the podcast with your team. And until next time, safety before all else.